the most fundamental question that we can think of does not concern the nature of reality nor does it question the origins of the universe. These questions seem important but only because they hinge on a more important question, a more basic question, and this concerns the nature of the church. Atheists do not believe in God and claim the nature of the church is of no interest to them, but the importance of something does not hinge on what people think is important. The importance of a problem depends on its logical importance, its logical position. If our problems are logical problems, then the central problem is the one that unlocks the solution to all other logical problems. The nature of the church can only be resolved logically and only when the nature of the church has been resolved can we resolve the other issues. Up until the conversion of Constantine the church was Christians as a group. As citizens of the Roman Empire Christians did not think in terms of nationality and there were no denominations. After Constantine the church became highly elaborate basilicas. With the fall of Rome the church became nationalist and creedal especially after the Reformation. Scripture tells us that Christians are the church. Christians are said to be one body under Christ but this unity has not manifested itself in the church as we have seen it. The more time that goes by the more fractured the church becomes. The church is supposed to represent God on earth. When Christians see evidence of God we see him in our life within the church. When atheists say they see no evidence of God they do not see the church. Which brings us back to the question as to what the church really is. Despite what atheists claim we did not gain entry into the body of Christ by self-identifying as a Christian. Self-attestation or self-legitimization works for liberals who want to change their gender. It does not work for the kingdom of God. The church is one people under Christ. To be the body of Christ means an end to the customized versions of the church a body does not have many heads. No part of a body is useless or more important than the other parts. This imagery does not allow for one church to be more virtuous or deserving than another. There can be no Christian church that is marginally better or more Christian than another. The church does not have a hierarchy or alternative versions. There has to be a right way to live that is Christian everything else is wrong and blasphemous. We cannot be 60% faithful or relatively more a church. We are in or out. We are either with the world or not. We are for God or not. God does not deal in percentages. One is a believer and a follower or not. 
This is not the way the world thinks. Secularism is based on synthetic truth and produces relativism. Cultural relativity tells us we need a different church for every taste and possible preference. If we do not care for poor people, join Episcopalians. If you want something staid and solid, the Anglicans maybe suit you. Or, if you do not care for the traditional Moors, join a Baptist church. Baptists are too boring for you? Join the Holy Rolling Pentecostals. If you're up to real fire and brimstone messages, attend a Presbyterian service. We have megachurches and house churches, each with its marketing message, each targeting a different social group. But is church really about us and our cultural taste and individual preferences? It is even possible to find churches that dispense with the Bible and Jesus and focus on the more fun and empathetic elements of Christianity. One Anglican church preaches the Mass of Beyonce, believing rock music can teach us about God better than Scripture. In short, cultural relativity gives us churches for every taste, even if one's faith is satanic. The principles laid down to govern the church are not subject to revision or cultural relativism. The church is built upon faith in Jesus. We are one body and one spirit, not an ephemeral sense of commonality. The church is an organization because we are one body and we work as one body. We are one body and bodies need structure. Individually, we are the cells of the body. The cells form organs and the organs serve a purpose that has meaning only within the structure of the organization that surrounds the sub-elements, the cells. No part is superior or more necessary than any other. No church has superiority of doctrine or creed. No church is a model for others. Only scripture defines the nature of the church. The church is a structure, an organization, not a creed or doctrine. The ecumenical movement has been usurped by the same ones who have usurped the building of the church for their own ungodly ends. The church is not about creating followers for a charismatic leader. If the church is not about numbers of people, or about leaders or doctrines or creeds, how is the World Council of Churches to negotiate a settlement between leaders as to the doctrines and creeds of a single church? It's an exercise doomed to failure. There is only one way to build a church. There is only one church that can be built. We cannot dictate to God either as to the church that will be built or how it is to be built. Our perverse human designs will fail, and they have failed. We are being defeated by the forces of evil because we are not putting on the whole armor of God. The work of the church is to build the church. It is not doctrines and denominations and creeds that we are to promote. The church is not a way to put warm bodies into pews. The task of a Christian is to bring others into the body of Christ. This is not a physical act of bringing someone into a building, nor is it an ideological struggle to convince others our doctrine is the right one. We need to reconcile man to God. We do this by bringing them and their life into conformity with the body of Christ, that is, us. Conversion is an operational or organizational transformation 
the Christian ceases to support the world and works to build the body of Christ. Both Catholics and Protestants have been misled by their readings of Scripture in reference to Peter and the Apostles as the key element in founding a church. The church is founded on Christ in spirit, but on the body as a manifestation of the spirit. A succinct way of saying this is that the church is a logical construct based on Christ as the Logos, the logical word. The Logos has power because it is the axiom on which all truth is built. The Catholics, in deferring to Peter, have created a monolithic and moribund church. By subscribing to the apostolic succession, Protestants have permitted a multiplicity of division over time of falling away from even this position has gathered momentum as more and more churches see the established churches and no longer represent the truth of the Gospels. Have not the Catholic Church and others sought legitimacy for their message and doctrines based on organizational historicity rather than on scriptural authenticity? It is not Peter nor even the apostles on whom Jesus builds the church. Jesus is the foundation, but the church is the representation of Jesus on earth. To build the church is to become organizationally more like Jesus. The church is the body not the organizational heads, and certainly not human-formatted doctrines. The church is built by the body transforming itself into Jesus. This is a logical and spiritual transformation. The church must manifest the logical coherency that Jesus displayed. The key to understanding Jesus and the nature of the church is understanding the death of Christ. His crucifixion represents Christ taking responsibility for the fall and sin of man. He lived to save us and died for our sins by paying our sin debt. This is the ultimate manifestation of charity. Christians must also work to eliminate the debt in this world in all of its forms. This is why charity is central to the concept of the church. The amount of debt there is provides a standard by which our stewardship is judged. The elimination of debt and the increase in value of the church is determined by how well our actions embody our love of God and our fellow men. Debt and charity are inversely related. Babylon is a system by which debt is created to generate servitude to this world system. Babylon creates debt to enslave us to itself so as to create more debt. In building the church, we diminish the world as a system of debt creation. In coming together in the church, we separate from the world because we generate wealth rather than debt. Logic permits no other conclusion. Building the church eliminates debt, which requires us to separate from the world. Christians are permitted personal possessions. Everything that is not needed for personal use must be given to the church. The body of Christ is the work of the church. The work of the church is a charitable activity of debt elimination. The church, properly organized, is a methodology for eliminating debt through charitable means. The apostles, we are told, had a common purse. The first century church Members sold what they had and laid it 
at the apostles' feet for sharing. To eliminate debt, we need to build the economy of the church. We need a church that provides for the needs of the people. This must be done in a debt-free way. However, even the charity we provide generates debt. Aid is no more than debt tied to commerce. When it is said that God provides, remember, it is through his church that God responds to the needs of his people. God works through us. He can only achieve his purpose through us if we form the church. His purpose for us is tied up with his plan for the church. He works through us as part of the organizational body called the church. We cannot do God's work as individuals working alone. To do the work of God, we need others. The church exists for a logical purpose. Alone, we are not very capable. Even in a group, we are often more destructive than purposeful if we are not organized. The purpose of an organization is to promote specialization. Specialization is the only way to generate wealth and progress. If everyone does the same thing, this is neither progress or the formation of wealth. This requires social activity or a market, otherwise known as the economy. The church is the most advanced program for creating progress known to man. Without trust we cannot work together, and without charity, which is the ability to forgive and even to go beyond this, to reward even our enemies with good, trust is not possible. This is the ultimate paradox. We cannot trust those who represent a threat of loss or risk. However, until we learn to trust, everyone represents a risk to us. It is only by trusting others we learn they are trustworthy. This is where charity comes in. Until we are willing to risk a threat of loss, we will never learn to trust. We earn the trust of others by being accountable. To be accountable, we need to have an account with the other person. This is where the idea of the church becomes important. The church is a charitable institution. Its purpose is to promote specialization. To do this, it creates accountability. Its members pledge to be accountable for the costs they create. This is the key to both charity and the promotion of specialization. To be charitable, we have to be accountable. If we are not accountable, we will create costs we do not pay. Creating costs for others to pay is not being charitable. Charity requires creating value for the one to whom we extend help. This value is defined and determined by the one being assisted, not by the one giving the aid. Charity is not a couple of bucks thrown in a collection plate. Accountability is an absolute necessity if we are to be charitable. Specialization is required if we are to be accountable. Clones cannot specialize. That is, two modular units can ha help each other to increase in value using accountability. We need specialized functions if we are to be charitable and we need accountability to guide the specialization. Building the church is a very complex and sophisticated activity. It is a very precise 
and technologically advanced process, Scripture tells us it only takes a few people to build a church. We need to give up all and take up our cross and follow Jesus. We must divest ourselves of what we have. Our devotion must be absolute. We are to be separate from the world. This limits what we can do to a very precise set of factors. As Christians, we have to donate all we have to the church. However, we are the church. We are the church as a group. What we must do when we come together is to create a group identity. In effect, we must create the church or what we call an exchange. Think of three persons coming together to form a church. This organization is represented by a ledger. Each member of the group is represented in this group identified by an account. The account is the physical means by which the member maintains his or her accountability to the group. Remember, as Christians, we are always accountable one to the other. We donate all surplus goods and services to the exchange. These donations of physical assets and labor or time are recorded on the books of the exchange. These donations are compensated for with the issue of preferred shares drawn on the accounts of the exchange. The member has no right to take what belongs to the other, and so on his or her behalf the wealth donated by others is compensated for with the issue of preferred shares to the account of the donor. Preferred shares represent equity. They are issued as a currency. Preferred shares are issued in denominations in the way domestic currency is. Prefers, which is a contraction of preferred shares, are used by members to access the goods and services provided by other members through the market of the exchange. The exchange encourages specialization because it is through specialization that members assist one another and contribute to the wealth of the exchange. In the political situation we are in, it makes sense to register the church as a not-for-profit charitable institution the organization can be registered as an association that reduces debt as a charitable activity. Exchanges allow us to give everything we have to the work of God in building His church. Exchanges permit us to give without being concerned. Our giving will be exploited or fall on stony ground. As workers, surely we are worthy of our wages. Jesus tells us He wants mercy, not sacrifice. His yoke is light. It is not a burden that crushes us. If we cannot follow him in some way, perhaps we have chosen to reject him in another place. This is a secret of specialization. The church is not a meeting house. It is not a desperate set of individuals, each making up their own mission and set of priorities. This is not what it means to be part of the body of Christ. The church is a social organization designed to permit and encourage specialization. So long as we ensure we are accountable for the costs we create, 
we will not cause cost for others to pay. If we are accountable for the cost we create, specialization must emerge. It is a logical necessity. Logic forces economic development upon us as the church. This is the will of God as manifested in the formation of his church and the growth of the body of the Christ will be a light to the world. The church that is obedient to God, which is the only church possible, is a prosperous organization built upon the specialization of the members in how each is accountable to the other. Thank you for your attention. Visit our website at logicalmindsonly.com. Thank you.